0: Ladies and gents, welcome to Magpies Unrestricted, where we'll be talking all things Newcastle United. I'm your host, Chris Simpson, and joining me today is Caritha Slewitt. Hello. And Martin Dubravka has a Carabao Cup winners medal, ladies and gentlemen. Unfortunately, the rest of the Newcastle team do not. 2-0 to Man United. Obviously, pretty gutting. Um, That said, I think maybe the manner of the defeat, it doesn't hurt as much as I thought it would.
1: Here's a question. No questions gone. I was going to say, if the Bafka did play for you, then would he have a medal? But he couldn't anyway, because he was cup on yeah, anyway. Yeah. So I answered my own question. It was a good thought, <laughs> and then I answered it. So, yeah, whatever.
0: Yeah, everyone else <laughs> having to settle for winners' medals. Um, must
1: have been weird going up. Would he have gone up?
0: I'll be honest. I wasn't paying attention at that point.
1: No, I know. Just think like it was weird.
0: <laughs> so I, I honestly, I, I don't, I doubt he got went up. I, I, I'm sure he probably got handed one maybe at some point afterwards. But then he, maybe he did go up. I again, listeners. Who knows? I, I, I had not been paying attention at that point. Mm. Um, but I mean, as I say, manner of the defeat maybe doesn't hurt as much as it could have. Like certainly, like compared to like if we'd have lost on penalties. The fact that you know both of the goals in pretty quick succession in the first half, unfortunately, that then won it really then for United, and I suppose the one positive thing for a Newcastle point of view of, of that the way that happened is that then you kind of had like an hour to come to terms with it before the final whistle. Yeah, um, it, it was. I mean, one we of... started well, you know. We were we were playing pretty positively. Um, so Max had just had a decent chance you know forcing a save out of De Gea unfortunately as we'll go on to not enough times well well, in fact I honestly that might have been the only time we forced a save out of De Gea off the top of my head Um, but then yeah they go up the other end and get a free kick and it's it's a great delivery from Luke Shaw and Casemiro gets in the way with that header
1: yeah it's it's one of those that yet again Man United have been playing really well but they are a team that if you just give them an opportunity they're more than likely to score it because of their well let's put it this way because of Rashford um, their threat up front is always ridiculous obviously Casemiro played an absolute blinder yet again and he really does finish that team off I think out of yeah. all the signings they've had in in recent years I think he, he's the one that has um, he's basically the final puzzle piece yeah he he's, he's like
0: to them what Bruno is to us in terms of when he doesn't play, they really notice him. When he's there, I mean, the obviously, thing, unfortunately, today Bruno didn't actually make a huge. But know, I think, I think the thing, I, I us, think but. the
1: thing is, obviously, Man United have players of calibre everywhere in the field. I'm not trying to say that to undermine the Newcastle squad because we do know that the squad is capable. But they have such players with such experience at all levels. Mm. As I say, even if he's not playing, yeah, they might struggle. But again, any small opportunity and they'll score. And I think. Again, the scoreline makes it look really favourable on Man United as if they really dominated. When every time they had the ball, yes, and they were in your half, yes, they looked threatening. But again, that's because of what we know their players are capable of. But I don't. I think it was much more even when you look at the possession and stuff than you realise. The only issue is that in comparison to to Man U, the Magpies didn't really have that centre piece up forward to get the goal. And I think, you know, bits and bobs there, maybe adding in that extra pass rather than going for glory or just being a bit calmer in the penalty area. It just didn't just didn't quite click for, for Newcastle again. And I think now that that is the worry. I think, you know, Wilson isn't doing it at the moment. Um, really do need an, another forward who can actually start converting these opportunities that, that Newcastle again.
0: Yeah I mean that, that's the thing as you, I mean you mentioned Marcus Rashford obviously he's, he, he got the second goal um, obviously there was the slight deflection off Sven Botman there was initially they thought it was maybe going to get given an, as an own goal it has gone to Rashford and actually just to very briefly divert to Loris Carriers, because I mean aside from this you know he couldn't do anything about the first goal you know, uh, obviously it was nice to see that he. You know, obviously so much focus was on him. I mean, the cameras or literally any time the ball was anywhere near him, the camera was on him. Like, oh my god, if he makes a mistake, then we've got it, or mm. you know, whatever. And although I think he probably could have done better with the with the second goal, I think Nick Pope probably saves it. A, just because he's in really good form, and B, because he's huge <laughs> and. Carries, yeah, maybe he was a little low. Maybe he could have done a bit better, but it wasn't like a big clanger. So, and also for someone I was who has played that in like well, yeah, and that's the that's the other thing: match sharpness, and that you know you you've not again well a bit like Newcastle coming into the game without any momentum, and then as you say in terms of up front, what that meant was although yeah we started the game well, you're also it kind of feels like you're starting from zero in a sense in that you know, we've not really looked that good up front since I think the last time we really looked good up front, I think really was kind of boxing day when we beat Leicester. And then it was literally the game after that, I think, you know, I knew I think it was new year's Eve against Leeds. That was when the nil nil draws started mm. and it just kind of dried up and that it just wasn't clicking for us again. And that's what, you know, you compare and contrast with man United who, Again, they didn't create a bucket load of chances against us, but they took the two they had in the first half. They had a couple of uh, ones later on as well. Yeah, but I think at that Carriers point,
1: pulled off a couple of decent saves yeah. in the second half as well. Um, but but that's yeah, the thing. They, enough.
0: You know, they made what they needed to. They took it. They saw it out. They And then they looked comfortable throughout defensively. A, because they played well, but B, because we just did not do enough in those forward areas. I mean, Sam Maximan tried, bless him. You know, and I say he'd had probably our best chance just before uh, they actually did go and score at the other end. But yeah, as you say, Wilson, I think that's like one goal in twelve for him now. He's totally obviously, gone off the boil. We're still waiting on Isaac to click again, and again, obviously the big thing for him was he's you know coming back from that injury. But again, again, he's been back. You know, he's been back. You know, for a good. Month plus now, and, it, and we're still really waiting for him to get that sharpness and goal-scoring threat back as well. Obviously, Almiron's form has dried up, uh, and unfortunately, as much as I love him, he's back to more classic Miggy. Uh, in terms of you know, he tries, but it's nothing else he's coming off for him. You know, Bruno didn't do a huge amount. Um, it's strange. Not, not, none of the impact. You know, none of the subs really made a big impact. I mean, again, when you when you're bringing Jacob Murphy off the bench again. No offence to to him. But he's one of these players who, you know, there is some talent in this squad, especially obviously the talent we've brought in, of course, since the takeover. But long term, you know, he's not going to be a player who's gonna have a long Newcastle future now. And especially if you want to try and get in the top four, if you want to win trophies, you know, no offence to him, but he's just not at that level. You know, he's he's at a lower Premier League or or upper championship level player, really. So, you know, it's one of those we weren't that bad, but at the same time, I feel like we never really laid in much of a glove on United either. And I think that's a bit of a reminder that you know there's still a long way for us to go. And
1: yeah, and you say Man United have really, really stepped up in the in the last couple of months. Um, exactly, they've, they've really improved and they've become that powerhouse of football that mm. they used to be. Because let's be honest. We were all laughing. We know you were as well, listeners. But we, I, I very much enjoyed the limp-wristed Man United <laughs> that that existed before. Um, and you know what? Fair, fair play to them, and fair play to to literally every player and the manager and all the coaching staff there at Man United because they have really pulled it round, considering the absolute diabolical nature um, that Man United was being left in. Whether that was because. The higher ups didn't care. I think it was a bit of a mixture of that and jashing room dramas. We all know who we're talking about, but now the Diva's gone. I mean, they've still got some Divas, but now the head <laughs> Diva's gone. Um, it, it's really nice to see such a young squad go out and play with such technical and. Um, I suppose it's like cutting, cutting football because they don't. They don't have possession all the time. They don't um, dominate the field, but they can and they absorb pressure and then their counter-attacking is, is immense because they've got such pace and such skilled passes. Mm. Short, long, high, low, that ball's going to go at the target. Um, and yeah, it just makes makes them such a threat. So unfortunately for everybody else, Man United are back to being Man United rather than...
0: Yeah, I mean, as you say, you've man, got to man apart. give, give, give them the credit, and, and again, that was the thing. They, yeah, they had obviously their really intense game on the Thursday, but obviously that didn't matter in the end because they have come in with such momentum, such confidence. Everyone's playing really well. Rashford, obviously, especially Casemiro being amazing, and we've not. Again, you know, if this game takes place in October, I think we win it probably quite comfortably. But again, cup finals aren't played in October. No, and but that's the th- thing, you've got to also thing, peak yeah. at the right time there. Obviously on the ascendancy, we've well really been on the decline you know, for a good month or two.
1: It's not even that, it's just consistency. Obviously, yeah. everyone has major changes in January because of the transfers. I say everybody, lots of people have major things in January because of transfers. Some teams don't. That's been Newcastle for a while, it's been Leicester this year, it's been, it's been other teams. January is the quieter month, but it's still the time for big changes because people are away and they have holidays. And then they come back in, there's a new squad member or there's a new um, coach or people have gone uh, and it changes the dynamics. And I think, as I say, a team like Man United, to have such a change in dynamics, because let's be honest, it must have been quite big for, for the squad to have that difference without the face of Cristiano Ronaldo that must have been quite a big change but the fact that they've bounced back and rallied as a group um, says A a lot about how disruptive Ronaldo and, and others can be but B also shows to the maturity of that of that squad and I think I'm not saying Newcastle have not coped very well because they clearly did but I think this is a case of the consistency Newcastle showed that they could cope with the changes and they worked really well with the changes but they haven't kept up that tempo and that that relentlessness what how and why i i don't know but i think that consistency is what separates the 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 teams like man united and in the top 4 maybe even the, the top 8 teams in the premier league the consistent teams in the premier league anyway and and everybody else because they they will be able to yeah they'll have a low but then they'll come back and they will really like hit the nail on the head every time because let's be honest, Monday night haven't played well every match they've played in, but they've either been lucky, which is just luck, or they've just been absolutely cutting in their passes for one instance and then absolutely lethal in their finishing. Yeah. And, that, and you know, at the end of the day, the goals are, the, are how you win. And if they're capable of doing that on enough off chance, you just get one opportunity. They're always there, they're always alert. They might have been rubbish everywhere else in the field, but one moment. That's all they need, and and I think I think that's the difference in this in this game.
0: Yeah, um, I yeah I, I agree there. I think with everything you said, and and again they've got they've got that now that game management, and especially that big game management. So many of their players have done you know been there and done it all before. Casemiro's won what like five Champions Leagues with mm. or six Champions Leagues with Real Madrid. He's you know he's got an incredible record in finals. Um again I know this isn't the Man United of old, but a lot of their players have won trophies oh, yeah. um before, even obviously it was you know, it's, it's United's first, you know, for what was it six years or whatever, you know. A lot of the players there have tasted success mm. um in their careers. They know how to play these big games. And again, I think that was just one of the things where, you know, aside from maybe say Kieran Trippier, not many of our players have been there and done that. And I think that's that was that's one of the other difference makers at the end of the day. And again, that's something that we're gonna get with time. All of these players now have experience of playing in a cup final. Because again, very few of them, if any, had before. And hopefully this is the first of, you know, quite a few finals for us to come in the coming years if we can, you know, build on what we're putting together now, uh, with the new ownership. Yay, yay new ownership. Um, no but you know what I mean it's we're still on our own journey and like I say hopefully hopefully the first of more to come Um, hopefully it's not 20 years until our next one that it'd be nice because otherwise I will be in my 50s so yeah (laughs) but yeah I think it's like five finals in a row Newcastle have won now uh, sort of one, Jesus God I <laughs> you wish, you wish it's, yeah. five, it's five finals in a row now that we've lost obviously that stretches Is that is spanning a hundred years? <laughs> <laughs> it spans quite a lot of years um, I don't know that that I think has anything necessarily but you know the longer the wait goes on the more pressure there is so it's Whoever that first team I, is I, I to do it, gets, it is going to be massive. I think it gets to
1: a point though, Chris, where that pressure becomes the same level. If it's been 20 years, I think that pressure has now been at a constant level since the last five years. True, at a certain <laughs> point,
0: yeah. And now
1: maybe it's maybe it's an inverse, maybe it's a parabola. So it's an increased pressure and then it's been that long now. That after 10 years, it's like there's absolutely no expectation that you're going to do absolutely anything <laughs> at all in a final. So maybe it's that, Maybe it's maybe we've peaked.
0: <laughs> we'll, we'll we'll know next time, listeners. When, when, whenever that next time may oh, be. I love the optimism.
1: <laughs> that, sounded, well, that came across really sarcastic. Hey,
0: speaking of optimism, <laughs> it's fine, guys. We were only away at Man City next weekend. And
1: they only beat Bournemouth for one <laughs> Bournemouth's got a
0: goal. Yeah, I mean, look, it's uh, a lot of what happens next weekend... Whether well, not just the result, but obviously the performance, I think is going to be really important. Obviously, if we can get a result, that's even better. But it's it's going to be that's going to be the thing for me next weekend is how are we going to respond? Obviously, bouncing back from the disappointment of the cup final. We hope. Obviously, all guns it's not all just on this one match with Man City away at Man City of all teams. It's more like, how are we going to respond in the coming weeks? But obviously this being the first one, it would be really nice to see a, a really good response from the team.
1: Do you know what? I think they should change your uh, walking out music to... Rip and tear.
0: <laughs> I mean, that would get me psyched. It, it would, would make yeah. you want to run through a brick can, wall. Yeah,
1: can you imagine just like the shock of, like, oh, yeah, you have your normal music and then you have just rip and tear on randomly? <laughs> like, I yes. would
0: I would actually... I would love that. I mean, not that I want to change local hero, but... Uh, yeah, it, but just for one. Like, that, that would be good. But... Um, But yeah, I mean, in terms of Man City, as you say, they mentioned uh, they beat Bournemouth uh, four one on Saturday. But you know, again, this could well be clutching at straws if you know if our players haven't got over the final loss yet, and we're just not kind of really there. Then it's not really going to matter. But
1: yeah, but the thing is, they're, they're they're professionals at the end of the day. And we've seen other teams get hammered, uh, no, not in a cup final, but absolutely smashed Southampton jumps to mind multiple times. <laughs> and yet the game after they still came out and did well, they are professionals, they get paid to do this. We say, yeah, there is a bit of like a mental blower, obviously, but again, like if anything, this should spur them on to, to improve. So, And that's where the straws yeah.
0: I'm trying to grasp at are, are yeah. getting because, you know, as I say, City obviously nice.
1: I just want to say that isn't me, that is the cat licking me, I do apologise. I'm <laughs> not just randomly making slurping noises in the background. <laughs> oh. Thank you. <laughs>
0: um but you know they've they've drawn against Leipzig and Forest in the two games prior to beating Bournemouth, and obviously also let's face it, it was against Bournemouth, you know. Man City are gonna they could beat Bournemouth four one with their eyes closed. Um you know, and they also the to Spurs early in February as well. Mm-hmm. So you know, and they, they drew against not, Forest. Yeah, you know they're not in the best of form. And they've certainly shown this season that they're not infallible.
1: Mm. I think lose did they? Did they did I say draw? does
0: uh, no, they lose? No, yeah drew drew, yeah. drew with Forest, drew with Leipzig, lost to Spurs in February. So
1: again, this is a team that is consistent all the way through. Like if they don't win, they draw. Like it's very rare that they'll lose. So yeah, not infallible. But they are in no shape or form throwing this season away. Oh no! I mean, th-
0: yeah. th- I mean, again, this is what for Man City constitutes as not great form. Mm. Most teams are still happy with a win in two draws, um, and again, they'll ha- they'll actually be playing again uh, before the match because they're they're away at Bristol City in midweek in the FA Cup. Oof, they'll push them. Yeah, I think that's <laughs> unlikely to hamper them too much, and again. As with uh, you know, the Barcelona game didn't slow Man United down any, so again, <laughs> I'm not clutching at that as a straw. Uh, and I, I suspect it'll be probably a, something of a reserve team anyway. Which I mean, let's face it, Man City's reserve team would be title challengers. So, um, you know, it. I think it, I think everything is more about what we do next week. Whether we get a result, and if not, you know, if, even if we do turn up, you know, plenty of teams all turn up at the Etihad play pretty well and still lose you know and if that happens to us that happens to us I just hope that yeah we we see a bit of that response we see a bit more of an encouraging performance and again we're just going to have to wait and see um, it's not the be all and end all if we don't but it's it's how we uh, respond in the coming weeks not just in this game but in the weeks to come but obviously that does start with this game yeah And if we can go and, you know, push Man City a bit more than, say, you know, we pushed Man United in the final. And obviously, ideally, if we can, um, even a draw away at Man City would be um, a good way of restoring some confidence to the side. And, you know, we've got the odd draw against them in recent years, including one, I think, Atleti had, um, you know, a few years back. I think Shelby scored a bit of a screamer and, and that kind of thing. So, you know, and obviously... We drew with them earlier in the season that really good three three game. So again, we need to try and pick ourselves up, take dust ourselves off, take a bit of confidence where we can, <laughs> and and that's that's all we can really do at this stage.
1: Yeah, yeah. I mean, it'd be really cool if you can get. Um, it would be really great actually for everybody involved. I think if it was one of those high scoring draws, but um, I think now we just need to see an improvement in in Newcastle in their finishing we know that's the the area uh, that requires some work so yeah
0: you know obviously we're out of the FA Cup Cup finals out of the way now this is all you got left it's it's yeah it's the Premier League now and again I already still don't think we're going to finish in the top four again we still could if we can if we can find the kind of form we found early in the season so I'm not going to completely write off our chances but in my heart of hearts I don't think we're going to do it and if we don't we don't I'm not even going to be like super gutted if we still finish you know reasonably highly up the table especially if we can still at least be in the top six still finish in a European place and all that kind of stuff then that's still huge huge progress from where we were last season so yeah I think I'm we, not we, going to consider it a huge failure if we miss out on the Champions I League. think
1: we touched on this before yeah. didn't we uh, like a long long time ago when Newcastle started playing um, really really well and we we're like oh my god yeah top four and we we're like yeah it'd be great if you finish and it was like, I think we do need to rein in the expectations. Mm. Yes, at the moment, it feels disappointing because Newcastle have the same team, the same capability, but are not playing as well as mm. they were. But finishing in the top ten would still be one hell of an improvement for a team that was almost relegated the season before.
0: Exactly. And so we, Yeah, we just as you say, this is all we can concentrate on now. You know, we're only gonna more or less have one game per week, apart from maybe the like the like which way the odd one. Um you know, so let's just go for it now. Finish as high as we can. Really see see what we can do between now and the end of the season. Yeah. But hey, we'll be here to report on it, listeners. Um, hopefully, yeah, hopefully more success. This was my first, really my first Newcastle Cup final. Didn't obviously end as I hoped, but. Uh,
1: but you guys have seen them in a final, which is more than you would have done. Well, that's, that's
0: still something I've experienced now. So it's <laughs> we're getting there. <laughs> we're getting there. But yeah, until next time, we've been Magpies Unrestricted. I've been your host, Chris Simpson. Thanks, Cara. No problemo. And thank you, listeners. Bye. Bye. This podcast is part of the Big Heads Media Podcast Network. Go to bigheadsmedia.com for more great podcasts.